Bruce Johnson, president and founder of BizScalers and the BizScalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about how to create a culture of excellence. Now, one of the great joys of being a business owner, especially one that has a business that's growing, is that you get to hire more people. And that is a great pleasure. You know you're putting food on the table for someone. If they've got a family for their family, you're making their dreams come true. You're putting a roof over their head, food on the table. I mean, it's a great feeling. And the faster you grow, the better it gets. In fact, it's one of the reasons why at BizScalers we're so committed to helping you build a more scalable business because the faster your business grows, the more people you employ, and that's good for everybody and for the economy. But the challenge, the real problem of what happens when you're adding more and more employees, when you go to employee number eight and 12 and 22 and 37 and 72, is that all of a sudden you have layers between you and your employees. And the natural tendency when any organization grows is that the level of excellence tends to go down. Now in your mind, that might not make sense. You might be thinking, wait a second, I'm hiring people. Now they have full-time managers of departments and then you're adding VPs, you know, and maybe C-level people. Now that we've got these professional managers in here, like the level should be going up. And intellectually that makes sense, but it doesn't happen in reality. Now, when I help business owners and entrepreneurs try to understand what this looks like, I always say, remember the game that you were playing as a kid called telephone, right? You said something, you whispered it into the next person's ear, then they whispered it into the next person, and the next person, the next person. By the time it gets to the end, the story that you started with and the story that's told at the end, completely opposite, right? Because every time a story gets told from one person to the next person, it gets watered down a little bit. So as you're adding in these layers of management where you're thinking that all of a sudden it's going to get more and more excellent, the reality is it gets less and less excellent. And that's unfortunate. You've got to figure out how do we change that? Well, one of the things that as a business owner and entrepreneur you have to get adjusted to is that you have to start thinking more like a CEO. And what CEOs think about is they always think about culture because culture is the 24-7 driver of a company. If you've got 1,000 or 10,000 or more employees, you can't directly have contact with them. So you've got to focus on creating the culture so that people know without you being around exactly what they're supposed to do. So how can you turn that around to your company? How can you make sure that every employee, whether they're number 14 or 37, or 92, every employee is actually gonna have that same level of commitment to excellence that you do. Well, you do it by focusing on culture. And culture is always built by a couple of core things. So today I wanna to talk to you about the three most important things that help build the culture, in this case, a culture of excellence. The first thing you need to do if you wanna create that culture of excellence is you have to model it. Now, culture in general is usually more caught than it is taught. So people are making observations about you and what you really value. Now, there's no way to stop people from doing this. You do it for other people, they do it for you. Whatever you do, they're saying, okay, he values or she values this, they don't value that. You do it, they do it, you can't stop that. Now, here's the challenge. When your company was small and there's just a handful of people, like you cared about every single little detail and everyone around you began to realize, you know what, he or she really cares about every single little detail. And so excellence was easy to maintain when everyone directly reported to you and you were smaller. Now, as the company gets bigger, then you're, you stop focusing on the day-to-day -day operations and on all the small things. You start focusing on bigger things. And as that happens, the natural tendency is to stop caring about, just for yourself personally, all the little details because you're doing so many big picture things and you don't have time to care about those little things. And so what naturally happens is people are, are observing you as they begin to realize, you know what, the things that he or she used to care about years ago, they don't care about anymore. So I guess we don't need to care about those things anymore. And the new employees never knew you back in the early days, so they can only observe now, and it seems that you know stuff goes out and it's not quite perfect. And 
you know, your communications to them have grammatical errors and uh, things aren't spelled correctly. And, and all of a sudden people realize, you know what, we're supposed to get a good job done. Maybe it's 70, 80%, but we don't have to go all the way to 100% because he or she, the boss, no longer is doing that either, or we never knew them when they were doing that thing. So one of the things that's always a challenge as your company is growing is for you to go back and just evaluate, what is my level of commitment to excellence? If people are observing me this week, would they see excellence in my life? Am I paying attention to all the little details today, just like I did three years ago or 10 years ago or whenever it is that you start your company? My guess is, like any other problem, you should always start here. You're probably going to say, you know what, I'm probably not modeling it the way that I used to. Maybe I need to up my game a little bit. And as you do that, you'll start again creating that culture of excellence in a way that you're not now because people are observing your behavior and making decisions based on what you're doing. So that's number one. You got to make sure you're modeling it continually. Not what you did three years ago or seven years ago or ten years ago, but today. That's number one. The second thing is that you have to then share it. You got to tell stories about it. Remember I said that it's more caught than taught, but it is actually taught. And this has been true throughout history. If you go back to, uh, you know, the great Greeks and Romans, let's just say if you're in Sparta, you know, you would learn the stories of Sparta. Like, I'm a Spartan and Spartans do this because my parents told me, the community told me these stories about what Spartans do. And that's how culture has always been created. You know, for us as Americans, I'm here recording this in America, uh, when we think about America, we used to tell stories that we don't tell now, so the culture has changed, at least for me at, at 57, as to what the stories were when I was in school. And when you tell different stories, you end up with a different culture. So story is always part of the building of culture. Now the challenge for a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs is that they forget that vision leaks every day. And so they might tell a story here and there, but not realize that you have to tell stories every week. Whenever you're around people, you need to constantly be telling them stories about this is what excellence looks like and this is what it doesn't look like. <clears throat> so when you see someone, let's say, Ahmad and Alice stayed late last night from until eight o'clock fixing a customer problem. The next day you want to tell the story to everybody about Ahmad and Alice and how they stayed the extra couple hours, they fixed the problem, they did it at a level of excellence, everything worked perfectly, the customer is happy, and you got to tell that story. And then the next day you're looking for another story and another story. So some of the stories come out of your life, some come out of your employees' lives, some come out of, out of other businesses, and then you tell their stories. But you have to tell stories like all the time because if you're not telling them all the time, then people think, well, that's an interesting idea, but it's not what the, you know, the owner really cares about. In this way, you're telling stories all the time because vision leaks all the time. And by the way, you don't always have to tell positive stories. You can also tell negative stories. So you can you know, use illustrations of things where people messed up. And usually it's better to talk about other companies that have messed up and then say, you know, this doesn't meet our standard of excellence. So how do we ensure that this doesn't happen here? But if you share it all the time and you're modeling all the time, you're going to start creating a culture of excellence that will once again get to the place where it used to be and you want it to be. So you got to model it. Number two, you got to share it. And then the third key, then, is that you need to enforce it. Now, this is where the rubber hits the road. And this is where employees begin to realize that this really matters. Because it's nice to talk about something. It's nice to know the owner or the CEO did something at some point in the past. But, you know, if it's not enforced, people will usually revert to the lowest level of what's enforceable or what they're being held accountable to. So you might want 100%, but if they don't get in trouble at 70%, they'll do 70%. It's just natural. So you can't fight it. It's the way people are. So you have to enforce it. And culture on excellence is always enforced in the little things, not the big things. This is a classic mistake a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs make because in their minds, what they're thinking is that, you know, I just want to hold people you know, on the big stuff. I don't really care about the little stuff. But if you don't care about the little stuff, 
you're not going to get excellence on the big stuff. The, the thinking is completely flawed. You do it on the little stuff. For example, if you go back to New York City back when Giuliani and the uh, police commissioner turned around New York City, it wasn't because they focused primarily on the big crime. It was focused on the small crime. And when you focus on the small crime and you change that, then ultimately you can change the big crime. And that same thing will happen for you and your company. You start focusing on the little things. So when you see an email that comes through and has some typos, you need to call people on it. If you see something that has some grammatical mistakes, you call them on it. If somebody's not meeting your standard of dress, you call them on it. If a marketing piece doesn't meet your brand quality, then you need to call people on it. If a presentation or a proposal isn't meeting the standard, you need to call people on it. If a spreadsheet doesn't have the correct formulas in it and it's you know being sent and the formulas are off, you need to call people on it. You need to say, hey, listen, we pay attention to all the details, so I have to ask you a question. Does this meet our standard of excellence or not? And if it doesn't meet the standard of excellence, then you need to pass on it. Because at the end of the day, it's what you enforce, not what you talk about that people believe really matters around you. So my question to you is, are you enforcing excellence throughout your company? Even if you're now focused on the higher level, are you still doing it? Now, sometimes you'll call people directly on it. Uh, many times you'll actually go to their direct report and say, hey, you know, I just saw this come through. Do you think this meets our standard of excellence or not? And if not, then you just have to say, hey, you know, what are you going to do about that? It's not that you have to be a tough person. You just need to call people on the little stuff because if you do and you enforce the little stuff, then they'll understand you need to be excellent on the big stuff. That's the way it works. So there you go. Those are the three keys that will allow you to create a culture of excellence. You need to, first of all, you need to make sure you model it. Then secondly, you need to make sure that you, uh, you share it. And then thirdly, that you enforce it. If you do those three things on a consistent basis, I think you'll find that you will, in fact, create a culture of excellence and the culture of excellence that you had in the early days will now become the culture of excellence that you'll have now today. It always works this way. You need to make sure you model it, share it, and you enforce it. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. If it has, I'd encourage you to share this with some other business owners and entrepreneurs you know. And if you are watching this on a video, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. If you're listening to this by a podcast, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you can make sure that week in and week out you're listening because every week my commitment to you is that I'm going to share with you actionable content that will allow you to build a more scalable and profitable business. If you need to contact me, you can do it anytime at bizscalers.com, www.bizscalers.com. So until next week, to our next edition, to your Accelerated Success, Bruce out.